Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to After Noor, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Set no subject. Welcome, welcome, dear listeners. Welcome to Afton Mobile. My name is Nick Hart. And join me at the Under-21 Professional Development League final um, in the aftermath of a goal. I don't know who scored that goal. Mike, who scored that goal, mate? I don't know. Who scored that goal? Who's that? SA. 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 Ramon SA has just opened the scoring versus Sheffield United in the Professional Development League final. Um, nice move. Space found. Everything everything we're not used to, Michael. It shows I've been paying attention to Eze this season, and he just scored out no idea he was. That move that move showed fluidity, it showed imagination, close finishing. Is it Millwall we're watching? Everything we lacked last season then. Ramona say puts us 1-0 ahead, dear listeners. Um, welcome to the show this week. I've just had a, a Millwall kerfuffle. Not, we've just watched a, a beautiful move for the opening goal. Um, whilst I've had a very Millwall kerfuffle trying to get into the ground you, you pay online but then you have to go and get a paper ticket somewhere so I'm late into the game it's about 10 minutes in I believe so apologies for the uh, very vague um, oh, sorry. info sorry just to um, cut in there this is the club who next season really are pushing the QR codes and cashless system <laughs> meanwhile you're going to get a bit of paper from the ticket office so yeah apologies I'm a little bit late in I've gone Minimal prep for this, this edition, listen. We're going to go down to 11 for the sustainability <laughs> table. But um, I thought in the aftermath of that awful debacle against Blackburn Rovers on the last day of the season, it might make a nice uh, final show of the season, so to speak, to come along and get a little bit of hope. Um, and so far, the, the, uh, the hope is, is being repaid with uh, Mill 1-0 ahead in this um, Premier League, Professional Development League Under-21 final. Uh, the Lions obviously here as a result of a wonderful 3-1 down, 4-3 win versus Hull City last Monday afternoon, which I was going to go to but couldn't make it. Um, but I've made the effort to come down here tonight. It's a beautiful sunny evening here at the Den. Long shadows, the real hint of summertime. Relaxed vibe outside. I've had a few beers, listeners, so I'm going to apologise to you now if any of this is slurred. Anyway, this is the uh, Millwall 3. I have taken a team screenshot so I will get some of these names the ball in from the left the 11 Millwall balls to SA again at the 10 on the edge of the penalty that's going to go for a right sided corner 
your new team. Um, apologies if I don't know any of the Christian names here. There's Wright and Gong, two Walker, Adam Malarkey, number four is Lawson, number five Smith, Akoli, number six is the captain of the team. SA, Roman SA we've seen in the first team. Number eight is uh, Alan Imaku, number nine. This is the signing. In comes the right-sided corner whilst I'm rabbiting on. That's a long one. It's offside, I think. Abdul Malik, number 10, and Nana Boteng on 11. So, um, some familiar names, one and all. So, yeah, I've taken a bit of a break from the old um, podcasting malarkey, and I've come wonderfully all prepared for tonight's show. I'm just operating off my iPhone, so um, I'm hoping the quality of the uh, dialogue post three or four beers is uh, coherent for your listeners. And good enough, I'm using my iPhone rather than my usual professional ish set up this is the seven for Millwall we'll have to have a look SA out wide right in comes a ball it's across the face of a goal the lines have opened up rip roaring style really um, bright attacking attacking movement that's gone for a right sided throwing so yeah I suppose the uh, the obvious contrast is um, with the first level who relinquished that 3-1 lead just to touch the spot on your forehead but still quite raw listeners. I'm going to be checking in with proceedings over the course. Here. A little bit of space on the right side. That's going to go into the, the, uh, the goalkeeper. So, yeah, we'll be checking in at various points during the course of the game. I'm not going to be doing my usual um, stream of consciousness on this unless the, the fancy takes me. Um, so we'll be back later on in proceedings. We must be about 16 minutes into the proceedings. Thank you, Millwall Ticket Shop. Well, I was just thinking, so they look, they look good, skillful, but uh, maybe a touch lightweight at well, the moment. What do you think? Well, yeah, yeah, there, there is the argument. Yeah, we, well, Ryan and I were just saying that they're playing with a little. I'm with Ryan Loftus, by the way. Ryan Loftus and Michael with me. Yeah, the two most popular. They're sober, and I've had that for four beers. Yeah, no, the roles have reversed. <laughs> That's why they wouldn't let me in. That's why they wouldn't let him in, dear listener. It had too many sherbets. Um, no, but it's just they're playing a very attacking style at the moment. Okay, yeah. granted, I'm Anzo, I don't watch much of the under 21 stuff. Yeah. Um, but it makes you think how would they long term fit into a Rowick plan where it's so defensive minded that even your even your wing players have to have one look or one eye on, dro- on dropping back because the way the way Millwall are attacking at the moment that no one's looking or thinking about losing the ball they're all thinking about moving forward moving forward quickly playing really quick transitions and that's not a style we play under Rowick but you'd think that the under 21s should be playing a style that would fit into the first team format yeah. So, so they can slot naturally into the into the first team when they when they make it. Not, I mean, unless I'm seeing a different game to everyone else. This no, is, it's just been a bright attacking yeah. start. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. And um, this doesn't fit in with the Rowett ball style, does it? No, and that's what we was literally just saying there. And we was also saying as well with the level of, that you need to be to make break into these teams because we've had the, who was the who was the players we were saying just been released? Tiensa, Tiensa, Topolo. Like I say, we need left backs. So we released. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we need left backs. We've released. He's on loan at Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah so, so so what exactly? So what level must these players need to reach? You know, to really change, they almost have to change their game entirely to fit yeah. into a row at first eleven. Ex- exactly, and and this is the argument we were saying as well. You've got you've got players like Jamie Philpot, who's now uh, I think he's at Glebe. You know, Alfie Pave is struggling a little bit. Even Ryan just said they're about Ben Thompson. You know, everyone's saying about him being released. He's at Peterborough. And he's not getting much game time. 
So, yeah, it is refreshing. It is very good to watch so far, very attacking. But like you say, Nick... Where's, where's the plan? Where's the plan? And if they're quite lightweight at the moment, what's the aspirations? Because these are under 21. In a couple of years, they'll have to be considered for the first team. That could be the Millwall slogan on the club badge. Where's the plan? Where, where is the plan? We, we should have said that half-time against Blackburn. You do it in Latin. I don't know what it is in Latin. You yeah. do it in Latin. Where is the planus? <laughs> About halfway through the first half, what with my um, shenanigans outside. Um, it's been a very bright start by the Lions. This is the Nana Boateng on, on the uh, left side, the 11. These look very bright. The whole side have looked bright, um, but that's an interesting point that Michael's just made. Where do they fit into the Rowett ball scene? They, uh, I hasten to suggest, as I just did, that they don't. Think of a penalty shout there, Dennis. This is Around about 23 minutes into the into the first half, the referee gave nothing. But um, both sides have come into this final in, as as the uh, the, the main website describes it, immaculate form. The Lions have beaten in 12. Can you imagine that? Um, very very different contrast to what we've seen with the first first team. We couldn't buy a goal, couldn't scratch a win out, could they? You know, uh, Sheffield United lost one the last 11, Millwall unbeaten in the last 10 under 21 level. Uh, Blades, the Blades of Sheffield United beat uh, Bristol City to win the Northern Division. Millwall obviously beating Hull City. Somehow Bristol were in the Northern Division and Hull City are in the Southern Division. Go figure listeners, go figure. Nice work there by the left back, Adam, Adam Malarkey. That's his surname, Adam Malarkey surname. I don't know any of the Christian names, so I'm going to apologise in advance to any players that listen to this review post-match. But um, that was really nice stuff there by Adam Malarkey. This is a break forwards now for Sheffield United. There's a dipping cross comes shot. It's gone wide at the left uh, middle post. 24 minutes. All breaks. This is Boateng now on the left side of the, middle of the Sheffield County. He's won a left-sided free kick. We are very creative going forwards with the ball listeners um, you may well see a lot of this footage on the uh, the live stream or the Mill TV stream um, but my impression so far this is a very creative side um, quick in movement they want to get on the ball they want to attack they want to score goals let's stay with this left-sided corner this is the three which is uh, Adam Malaka it's bouncing around the penalty and it falls to the nine good crowd in there I think there's um Probably in the thousand plus mark, we're all crammed into blocks four, five, and six of the of the West Upper, the uh, the Barry Kitchener stand. The rest of the stadium's empty, of course. One thing I will say, Nick. What's that? There was more here than from when we played Colchester in the Johnston Paints Trophy in 2010. <laughs> I'll always remember. <laughs> so it's a good turnout. This is a final. There's a shot from Sheffield on on the left side. It's gone wide right. Nothing much from Sheffield so far, mate. No, very little, very little. You, you, had, you had this shot just close by us that curled nicely. I thought he was going to cross it, but they weren't too far away. Yeah, keeper's not been ultra-tested. Mill should have really scored down the other end there, or at least hit the target from a couple of scuffs. It's a bright start, it's a bright yeah, start. Yeah, yeah, Mill's totally in control. Totally in control. Not well, often you've said that this season. I was just going to say, it's not going to get too carried away yet. <laughs> First grounds also at our... Uh, Signing earlier on, well, earlier on, last season, I suppose it is now, Adamo Onaku, playing at number nine tonight. He looks like a strong, strong player, I say, as the ball's just put past him and he's running around like a headless chicken out there, but he looks pretty thick set. Hey! What do you mean, no, 
was looking at the uh, the success. Millwall was a club, obviously, have won the FA Youth Cup in the late 70s. I think it was 1979. Uh, and then again in the early 90s. Both times with, um, well, to win the FA Youth Cup, we were against the superior opponents, if you want, Manchester United, I remember, in the, the 70s. Uh, was it Manchester City in the early, early 90s? Um, but yeah, superior opponents in, in, in club size. Um, but oddly, neither team went on to really influence the first team to a tremendous amount. I mean, there may be individuals that made it into the first first team. I believe the 79 side had, uh, was that a young Kevin O'Callaghan in, in that side? Who would obviously go on to um, play for the first team. But I don't remember the, you know, the linkage between the success of the youth side. Uh, this is under 21s. I don't remember that being a direct, um, you know, corollary. Oh, not a word you want to say after a few beers. Meaning success for the first team, but yet you hope so. This, this team, for me tonight, representing a real sense of hope that next season we're going to see some of these boys coming through into the first team and, and I hope a more um, consistently bright style of play than the Rowett ball. We've certainly seen that so far. It'll be on. 32 minutes into the proceedings tonight and um, it's been bright stuff so that, that hope at the moment is um, reinforced for me listeners under 21 manager Kevin Nugent mentioned the maturity of his side particularly in that dramatic 4-3 win eventual 4-3 win after extra time against Hull City but he was talking about the maturity of the team and the way that they discussed the um, Problems on pitch, problems at half time, and show the, the intelligence and maturity to change things. Uh, this is Sheffield on the attack as I'm speaking now. We are going for a call, goal kick. Give it as a goal kick. That's 39 minutes into the game. But no, it's been an impressive start. We're obviously leading at 1 0 at the moment. Um, standout players for me so far. I'd pick out the six, a Coley. It's a couple of, uh, last few minutes, a couple of really decisive tackles the three is on the ball now which is Adam Maloki nice take and turn there you could hear the crowd couldn't you yeah. a nice bright style I think that's probably the thing that's really struck me based on what we're seeing so far listeners so yeah ticking towards 40 minutes Lions leading at one more blimey incident there this is uh, 44 minutes just on the stroke of half time Shepard Knight just hit the crossbar really nice drinking run into the penalty area striker hit the crossbar uh, and then the return shot from the edge of the penalty area has been tipped over by Mills, goalkeeper. <laughs> Wright, don't know his first name. Gary Rowett sees our playoff defeat as, as much of it, it was painful as part of a continual progress, inverted commas. So I quote, inver a continual progress of the club, which, I mean, we finished um, seventh, didn't we, in the end, despite that three four. Was it eighth? I can't remember now. But anyway, we just missed out it was one of the highest um, finishes for the club ever I mean you know let's not beat around the bush I know it was a disappointment in the end um, but it was a bit of a wing and a prayer at times I mean I, I will say I said in the last show that I did say it to you again dear listeners when I came away from Wigan just a few weeks ago if you said to me we'd be involved in the, you know a kind of a high intensity playoff shootout such as Blackburn and be leading at one point as we were at half time then I probably wouldn't have believed you because the the vibe coming out of Wigan was uh, very very downbeat so um, I think it's, it's how we're going to progress 
He's saying here that um, even mega money clubs, as he puts it, find playoff football a tough one. This is a left-sided, uh, right-sided corner that's gone way over the bar. There's a half-time whistle. Mill leading at 1-0. It's been a bright, bright half of football. Calls for hope, listeners. That's, um, the question as to how many of these players will fit into the first team is an open one, but we are leading at the half. Mill 1, Sheffield United 0. post-match vibes saying you think he woke up next day and couldn't actually believe it happened to be free one up at, at home and so close and let it fall away the game unraveled for different reasons um, fundamentally not good not being good enough and we're carrying injuries and then the, the team that were able to take the field weren't good enough so reading between the lines of the the various interviews that he's done this is at New, uh, New, London News Online He's talking about next season, so I mean, there's been a lot of talk about him moving on, but um, I'm not picking up any. Would you, and reading between the lines, would you pick up anything? I don't suppose you would, but he's, he seems um, to be planning and looking ahead. So um, whether you regard that as a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know, but that's the way it seems after that uh, debacle, Blackburn debacle. 1 0 half time, Mike. Um, I thought we looked quite bright out there, mate. I thought, we, you know, we've had moments with Sheffield attacking, but Millwall looked pretty good. Do you know what? Apart from that little pocket at the end of like seven to yeah, eight they minutes. They came good, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. I don't think Sheffield United have really done anything. I mean, Millwall, whenever we press forward, we look like we're, we're dominating, we look like we're going to create. See, that's the, thing, that's the thing that I like to see from teams when they play football. When you go forward, you look like you're going to do something. Even yeah. if it doesn't come off. No, we look dangerous every Yeah, time. we look like we're going to do something. And I think that's the. Uh, you don't want to keep going back to the first team, what happened last season, but there was a lot of moments last season when you'd have a look and you think, we could be here till Christmas, we ain't going to score. You know what I mean? And this is normally... It like, felt that yeah, way. Yeah, you know. But, but what I'm saying is, is that every time you watch it, you say, yeah, yes, they're a little bit lightweight. Yeah, they might have the experience of the... You, you, I mean, I've, I don't know about you, I've not come here expecting to see a first-team no, no, effort. No. These are kids, you know, these are yeah. under-21s. Oh, yeah. So clearly some are better built than others. I, I like the look of the six, a Coley. He yeah. looks uh, strong. The full the, the looks three, good. The three looks Adam, Adam Malarkey, I think yeah. his name is. Very good. Eze's obviously looks dangerous. Uh, the nine and ten both up front are dangerous. Yeah. I think I think it looks good. I think some... Do you know what? And the thing is, they're trying things. Yeah. You know, you know, you know they're, they're, not just going, they're not just going forward... <laughs> and apologies if uh, is it Kevin Nugent who listens who's, who's, he almost uh, certainly listens to the oh, show absolutely he's got it on subscribe um, he likes to, he likes the grassroots shows um, but they're not scared to try something there's obviously, no, a, game, no. there's obviously a game plan but if the game plan's not working yeah. like, like a moment ago a player's cutting on his right foot not working he's gone back in on his left I think the problem is with first team football and, and league football now it's become very robotic if it's not going to work the way they've done it in training yeah. they run out of ideas very quickly no. No, I mean, I suppose it gets bashed out of you at that level, but it's, it's nice to see this tonight. It's turning a little bit cooler than our listeners, but it's a lovely summer's evening. I'm really glad i come down there so far, anyway. Here's a question for you, and this is what I pose to Ryan Loftus. There's some, uh, there's some people not of this parish who have their own streams, fair play to them. They watch a lot of this, or they, or they used to stick their head through Calmont Road fence to watch it on a regular basis. Would this be the type of thing, time permitting, you'd, you'd watch more of, Nick? Yeah, yeah, it might encourage me back next season. I mean, they often play in the afternoons here, don't they? Yeah. Know? So, yeah, I would certainly come back. Yeah, and the thing is as well, like, again, as we say, and this is, this is very similar to a degree in the sense of, like, the sort of non-league things, it's a fiver to come in 
three or four of these might break in the first team and you can say yeah, you've seen them win these competitions. No, five pound to get in. Bit of performance with the old tickets, but anyway, it's Millwall and we forgive you everything, Absolutely. Millwall. Yeah, yeah, but she, um, she, she wasn't the most pleasant of uh, turnstile operatives, was she? She was robotic, wasn't she? Yeah, just a bit, just a bit. We'll have a word with Lurch later, get rid of her. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Some wonderful quotes from Gary Rowett in the aftermath of that loss to... Blackbird, last game of the season, I keep going on about. Um, talking to the London News online, it sounds like a lyric to, to a song. I woke up the next morning and I, once I realised actually was that scoreline, and it actually did happen, then to me it's about how do we make sure it never happens again. I didn't feel like going out, um, didn't feel like relaxing. Uh, I had to go and watch Fleetwood at Wembley, which was like a painful, like a deliberate infliction of pain on myself. He didn't say that. I'm making that bit up. That's the general gist of it. It was like a like a, a flagellation. A bit like the character who was in um, the Da Vinci Code. Isn't one of the characters whip himself? It's that kind of thing. I, I've got a vision of Gary in his flat at Canary Wolf with a flail drawing blood in the aftermath of that 4-3 loss, the debacle. I wanted to feel a bit of a hurt. It's like look at the uh, Johnny Cash song to see if I can still feel something. This is an attack from Sheffield. That's a nice clearance. From the uh, Millwall three there. Mako, uh, Mal- Malarkey, Adam Malarkey. Offside. I'll tell you this now. He would never be able to do that again. Even if he tried. He's, he's, he's been going to the Harry Warren School of Finishing. <laughs> the Harry Warren School of Finishing. Forget the Lucy Clayton School of um, Finishing. That's the Harry Warren School of Fishing. Describe that for the listener. Well, all the kind of shot come crossing from the left side. It fell into the path of Imarco. Yeah, I think some areas hit a post. The other post, a pigeon who was on the goal line, and some managed to stay out. Anyway, it was all, it all came to nothing. There's a mill on, on the attack he knew, now. He knew, he knew he was offside. That's why he was on the left side. Nice shot in from uh, number ten. That is uh, Boateng. Nana Boateng looks the part. Listeners looks the part. 
suddenly dawned on me, I'm, I'm quoting the Lucy Clayton's modelling score. I don't know where that came from, listeners. In context with the Harry Warren school of finishing, so it's a very odd uh, juxtaposition of things. This one, all dear listeners, I think we're about 18 minutes into the second half. What's that? It's 63 minutes into the game. Um, a long distance shot, cold shot from the left side of the uh, mill penalty area by the Sheffield United striker. Actually hit the post, I believe, and then fell into the path of the oncoming finisher to make it one each. Decent goal. Um, not much the keeper could have done with it. Top finish. Top finish. Top, top finish. Yeah. From this angle, the way that curled ran, keeper's got no chance. No, I couldn't see much wrong with it. No, no. It's had the man in the box as well as, you know. Yeah. You, if, if, you want to be, if you want to be ultra critical, you can say maybe the defender should have followed it up well, from the, when it came off the post. probably thought it was going in anyway. Yeah, exactly. But it's come off the post, hit the keeper on the back of the head and landed on the centre forward's foot. You can't do anything about that. It's a top finish. Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, it's a great, great, great uh, long range shot. All to play for. Yeah. To be fair, that equaliser has really reflected the flow of play, particularly in the second half. Uh, Sheffield went close a few times towards the end of the first half. They come on strong, really, as the game's progressed. Uh, they just look a little bit more solidly built. They look a little bit more, um, shall we say, professional. Mill's team just starting to look a little bit lightweight, a little bit more like kids rather than. The Sheffield side, they do look like blokes, if, if you want to put it in those terms. Halfway through the second half, it's been pretty much Sheffield's half. They are on the break here. This is the three. Those are the middle penalty areas, trying to find some space here. Got men in space on the right side. That's brilliantly saved by the middle goalkeeper. Right, shot in from the right side. You can hear the applause behind me. We're probably on about 67 minutes or so. Um, certainly, I think Sheffield are starting to turn the heat up a little bit, and we are still in the game. But only just, that was a great save. It's going to be a left-sided, right-sided corner. Temperature has dropped quite considerably. The uh, pitch is now floodlit. Started off in really nice evening sunshine, but it's uh, bud lights now. Wind picking up and the flags opposite on the docker stand as we await this Sheffield corner. And it comes right side. That's clear to the near post. These six Millwalls, six of Coley has been impressive for me across the game so far. Another ball into the box. That's... Adam Malarkey again, a name that I keep saying because he is a standout player. That's a shot high over the bar from distance. Gary Rowick discussing the 4-3 um, loss against Blackburn. He says, uh, there's no point looking back or whinging about what happened. It happened because on the day we weren't good enough to hold on to that lead. Therefore, we have to work out what needs to be done to make it better. Um, no, I don't know. I might be naive, listeners. I'm not not known for my uh, cynicism am I um, but I'm just reading that he wants to come back next season and improve and that that hurt and he wants to do better for Millwall that's how I'm reading that I could be wrong you know, he might drift off to somewhere else football is, is a business at the end of the day he's got to go where he, he thinks is his best place but um, all of the interviews give me the impression that he's planning for next season properly he says he's a pretty black and white kind of guy, so I think there's going to be a few honest conversations to be had in and around the squad. We've obviously discussed already the release of Scott Malone and Mason Bennett, two injury, well, Bennett particularly injury prone, Ryan Leonard in discussion, so I imagine the contract will reflect his injury track record. So much remains to be seen for the summertime, dear listeners. But this is, what's that, mate? That's saying that six down. Um, can't remember what's his name we said six the way the way he's just won yeah the way he's just won the ball there and just so oh, fuck off, he looks like a strong player yeah you fucking 
What, what, I, what I like there was the way he's, he's won the ball. Fucking do it! i wait till he's done. A little bit of kerfuffle down there. But going back to going back to the sixth there, he's run out nice with a ball, looked up and Shrey looked looked for a pass. How many times do you see League One, League Two defenders win that ball in the roof? Akoli Asex looks what like a really quality player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been a real standout of the game so far. Yeah, we we were just Sam Ryan and I. Um, the the fullbacks. The fullbacks had a good game. The sixes had a good game. The keeper's been very good. I think I think that's a good solid base there. Again, let's not get too carried away and say they're going to make the first team, but. They, they it's good to see it. Yeah, I was, I was going to say relaxed vibe for the game so far, but as you can hear, it's turned a little bit heated. We were probably about 27, 28 minutes into the second half, listeners, so you're talking about 15-ish minutes to go, roughly. Um, there is provision, I think, for extra time and penalties, because this is a final tonight. Um, just saying to the chat next to me that uh, we're looking a little bit... We look bright still, but we do look a little bit lighter. That's a lovely take and turn there by... Little seven, that's Romane say. That was Romane say. Um, we look skillful, we look uh, maybe a touch light, but we play some bright stuff. So there's, there's a lot to be hopeful about on this side. That's been my takeaway. Whatever the result finishes, that's my um, you know, bottom line. If you want, uh, this is this is a bright looking side. How many will make it into the first team? Don't know, don't know. It depends on the uh. The big boss Gary Rower and how he sees the, the style of the team next season, doesn't it? Approximately 39 minutes into the second half, this is something about what six minutes of regular time. Should be some added time. We've had a few injuries one way now across the the second half. Um, we all had a little bit of a flurry a few minutes ago. I've got a chance at the on the, uh, the free kick on the edge of the penalty area, but um, I still think probably. Momentum is favouring Sheffield, but it remains one each. We're talking about the last five minutes-ish of regular time and then provision for extra time and, and penalty shootout. Um, let's hope we don't go to that. It'll soon be settled um, in regular time. We're getting to the point now where it's getting cold. My back's starting to ache. Age is creeping up on me, so it'd be nice to go home. But anyway, one all at the moment, listeners. Dodge a bullet there just as I turn the recorder off. The shot in from the left side. That's uh, another crossing from the right, point behind, but no, it's shot in from the left side. Batted away by the goalkeeper, thankfully cleared by the middle defence. Some of our boys stretching themselves with cramp. Um, we're still a few minutes short of regular time, so I'm not sure that we're going to field 30 minutes extra time particularly easily if that's uh, giving them. I'm saying all this, I, can't, I couldn't run for 90 minutes for love no money, so um, you know. Easy for me to get on my high horse, this isn't it? But um, yeah, one or two stretching themselves. I'm getting a bit peckish, to be honest with you, listeners. See now, nine, nine o'clock. There's full time. Achtung, Mehlball. It's nice to be back at the den, listeners. I must admit, in the aftermath of that Blackburn game, I was um, talking for a little while. I've had a couple of weeks of not doing anything, you know, podcast, Millwall-related, or the odd witticism on, on social media, of course. Um, I must have my little joke, mustn't I? Um, but equally, it's been nice not really thinking too deeply about Millwall. It's a very painful situation. Um, but now here we are again. Um, nice... Cool summer's evening now, watching the football. It's been a decent game. 
two committed sides, two young sides, both um, playing with a certain level of uh, naivety, I suppose. It's been nice to be back into it. I'm, I must admit I'm looking forward to August. How long have we got? We've got about another month before the fixtures are announced. The playoffs are still to complete, of course, but then we get the fixture announcement in June. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to confess to you, listeners, I'm going to confess to you, I'm looking forward to getting back down there again for the old regular cycle of the new season. Didn't think I'd be saying that when uh, we completed you know, that 4-3 loss the other week. There we are. Anyway, both teams lining up for the second for the extra time. Mill will be attacking the away end in the first period. I haven't quoted the defender will be at any stage because I got in, I arrived here in a kerfuffle. Anyway, we're going to be attacking the um, the empty away end in the first period of second of uh, added time, extra time. Just talking about Callum Styles, dear listeners. You'd have him back, Michael Callum. Callum Styles. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, un- unless Barnsley pay more than us, I can't see him being on mammoth wages that would. Scare they, did, they got a playoff final to get through. Exactly. Depend on that. Yeah. So good luck, Sheffield Wednesday. Um, <laughs> that would do us a huge favour. Um, but no, I, th- I think I think Styles really. Uh, I think he seems to enjoy. It. He's been posting messages on social media. Come and get me, pretty much. Yeah, yeah and he seems to slot in well. I mean, Ryan just said there that he's he's not he's not what you'd want in a centre midfield, and you prefer him at fullback. I, th- I think he's one of these players who could pretty much do a job in most. Well, managers must love him. He play anywhere, pretty much. It seems to me, yeah, he's, he's, and look good. He's like a good Alan Dunn with hair. Mill dodged the bullet there, listeners. We are how many minutes into the second? Into the six minutes into the first period of the, of the uh, extra time. Overhead kick that took a deflection. has gone for a corner, but it was inches over the bar. It was a real chance there for Sheffield United to um, go ahead. Kind of like a, a, a scissor kick for those older listeners out there that used to follow uh, like Billy's, Billy Dane's boots and things. They used to have sc- Royal the Rovers, used to have scissor kicks, didn't they? It was like that. Anyway, it's taken a deflection. Here comes a corner from the right side. It's a deep one. It's great save by the goalkeeper. That was full power on target from close range. Goalkeeper plucked it from underneath the bar and put it over right. Decent looking goalkeeper. What price Jules, Jules Long, listeners? What price Jules Long? This boy looks like he's got it. We're just saying to Michael about the uh, fatigue showing in the, the middle side towards the end of the 90 minutes. Certainly, um, I think there may be a factor in the second half. That's a shot come cross across the face of the goal by Sheffield. It's going to be a goal kick for Millwall. Seven minutes into the first period. Really nice uh, jinking run by a, 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 a Malarkey, Adam Malarkey. But it's clipped at the end of it, so it's a free kick left side for Millwall. Just saying to the chat next to me, of, of all the players on the, in, on the Millwall side tonight, I think number three, Adam Malarkey, and number six, Akoli, they both look like they could step up to the, to the first team. Oh, there's a goal! 2-1-0 wall! Floated in far post, held in by Akoli! I'll just name you there. I'm going to set myself up as a scout, listeners. Floated in from the left side, far post met by Akoli. Nice header, nice finish. Mill lead it 2-1 in, in extra time. As I was just saying, one of the two players had really stood out. One assist, one Yeah, absolutely. So, second period of extra time there, listeners. Uh, Mill leading it, 2-1. Trophies in sight. What happened the last time we had success on the horizon? 
<laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. 15 minutes between us and the trophy. That's nice. Nice about a report, but uh, we'll leave it there, listeners. Just thinking aloud, this is what will Gary Rowett do with this under-21 side? He'd probably want to curb their natural attacking instincts, wouldn't he? I think so. I think he's seen too much creativity, too much uh, forward thinking. Not enough emphasis on defence. We've lived on our nerves, listeners. Uh, but I think they need to be routed. A bit like the, uh, the, the Clockwork Orange, where he's forced to watch defensive football. He's got his eye, eye, um, eyelids forced apart and forced to watch uh, defensive Gary Rowett style football. That's what will happen to this under 21 side across the course of the summertime. They want contracts from Millwall. So Sheffield's pressing forwards now. That's shot blocked. Blimey. Millwall playing a, a, a very deep defensive game. No, no one forward. We're talking about the last um, shot from distance. Goalkeeper collects. Uh, what, two minutes to go now, listeners. It's tense stuff. Sheffield players going down Wrigley and Millwall players for that matter with uh, cramp. Everyone's going down with cramp. I'm going down with cramp. Nick, where, where, um, where, where, would the listeners, where would the listeners compare this with the unit in the Community Cup against Sierra Leone? It's bigger, it's bigger. We'll, I'd say so. <laughs> See how much time's going to be added on to the extra time, listeners. This should be a few minutes, I think. Millwall on the break forward, though. This is the 16. Whose name I don't know, I think it's Baker. Two minutes. Just two minutes from Mill to last to take the silverware. Last minute attention, dear listeners, um, of the two added minutes. Sheffield still probing and pressing. Mill sitting very much back now. As the official feed put it, they're putting their bodies on the line. They are indeed putting their bodies on the line. Some really good performances out there. Tidiness and fatigue, a shot from distance. Take and turn onto the left side. Crowd howling for the final whistle. Let's go! Just seconds remaining now, listeners. Between Millwall and uh, the Premier League Professional Development Championship. Under 21 level. Yeah, that's pretty good. Fantastic achievement with the players. Well done, Millwall. That was a performance. Nice to meet you, mate. Well done, Millwall. That is fantastic to see. Millwall players jubilant about that. They really lasted. That was a long, long period of extra time to get through, listeners. And here comes the uh, the status quo. Fantastic performance, Michael. You lasted that extra time very well. What's um? What's that silver thing they're bringing out? It's called a cup. Oh, I was going to say we don't normally see many of them. We don't see many of them. Really, really well done, Millwall. Yeah, it sort of came out really well. Yeah. Oh, it was a long half an hour to get through. Yeah, yeah, really I mean, fairness, both sides look fatigued, a lot of cramp going on there. And I'll tell you what as well, I'm not sure about you, Nick, if, if you said this in the game, but the composure in that last 15, yeah. I think there was a couple of little silly moments, but you expect overall, that. Overall, they were overall very calm. Maturity was one of the words in one of the interviews with Kevin Newton. I, I think that's fair, fair comment tonight. Very mature performance. Very well done. Well done, Millwall. And I'll tell you what, let's, let's, let's be optimistic. The future's bright. There we are. How many of those will come through, I wonder? On that performance, at least three. 
squad players, not first team squad players. I think Akoli's got the look about him. I like Akoli and I like Adam Malarkey. The goalkeeper's very good. Goalkeeper looks good, right. This is the playoff final that counts. This is the playoff final we wanted. Fantastic stuff. The, the, the players jubilant now. This must be a wonderful, wonderful moment in their careers. All obviously aspiring professionals. But this is the Premier League Professional Development Championship and that's fantastic. Just coming up for the uh, presentation of the trophies, listeners. Ramon Essa is overjoyed out there, listeners. They're loving it. It's fantastic to see it. Really, really, really enjoying the moment. It's wonderful. Medal. Whole team lined up on the podium. Dear listeners, Millwall Premier League Development League Champions 22-23. Bit of happy story and a way to finish the season on a high note. Excellent evening. I want to say thank you, Michael Avery. Thank you very much, Nick Hart. Thank you, dear listener. And well done to the under-21s. Well deserved. And big thank you, Ryan Loftus. Cheers, Nick. I'm, managed, I'm glad you managed to bribe your way through the gate. <laughs> in, the end. in the end. Thank you to you two, dear listeners. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back in due course. Until then, Arriva Dirty Millwall. Bye for now.